Youth Elementary's Lighthouse Podcast. I'm your podcast host and school librarian, Renee Murray. The purpose of this program is to be a guiding light to help you understand the ins, outs, whys, and hows of all things school-related. As parents, guardians, and family members, we want you to feel like a leader, too. Each episode is recorded to help you better understand the district policies, school policies, our environment, programming, and curriculum of our awesome school. Let's get started with today's episode. Thank you for tuning in with our podcast for today. On previous podcasts, we've talked about assessments. And on our podcast for Title I, we talked about the ABCs. Because a lot of our assessments have acronyms and they stand for different things. So I'm going to let our specialist for today introduce herself and give you her job title. And then we're going to talk about those ABCs assessments. Hello, I'm Dr. Myers, and I am the instructional coach here at SSE. And today we are going to be talking about assessments. Um, So I'm going to have her to talk about the purpose of the assessment, why they're important, and then we're going to break down the three major ones that we use the most here at our school. So what is the purpose of assessments, or maybe even what is an assessment? We might Mm -hmm. need to go back that far as well. Well, the purpose of assessments is to gather relevant information about student performance and their mastery towards a certain goal. They're most often used before a test or before a lesson is taught, during, or after. So we're checking for knowledge. Previous knowledge Mm -hmm. or or where they are. In the moment. That'll work. And, And why do you think they're important? Well, because they let teachers know where students are so they know how to plan instruction. They know where to go. They know where to start instruction. And also when they can stop because the kids already had it. They have already mastered the uh, standard. That, that makes lots of sense. Mm-hmm. So around here, we use um, reading inventory, yes. which is a RI. Yes. Math inventory, which is a MI. Mm-hmm. And then DRE. And I must admit, I know the purpose of it, but at the moment, I can't remember what all three of those letters stand for. <laughs> so if you can talk about those ones and any others in any order in which you feel free. Okay, I'll start with the DRE. It's most commonly given amongst kindergartners through second graders. It can be given in third grade, depending on the reading level of the child. But DRA stands for Developmental Reading Assessment. And it's used to help teachers identify students' independent reading level by comprehension and fluency. And parents, when we talk about fluency, fluency is the rhythm, pace, flow, or beat of the child's speech when they are reading. It should be nice and clear. They shouldn't be hesitating in their reading. So the fluency is really important as we see your child improve in reading. And maybe even have some expression in their voice when they're reading as well. So you use the comprehension where they are, they can understand, and how fluent they read. And they get a DRA level. Are they asked questions? Is it like a reading passage and then they answer? Yes. Okay. At a certain level. Comprehension starts at a level four, which is about first grade. Um, The reading inventory is a reading program that provides immediate data on students' reading levels. And once students finish the reading inventory, they get a Lexile. Now, the common misconception about a Lexile is that it tells you what the student's reading level is, but it really doesn't. Uh, The Lexile represents the difficulty of the text that the students can read and comprehend. So that's what the reading inventory gives you. And the math inventory, just like the reading inventory, it's on the computer. It gives immediate 
um, scores to the students, but it's called a quantile. And the quantile refers to the difficulty of the math and the student's readiness for instruction. And I know as we're getting ready to make this break, that letters were going to be sent home mm -hmm. in terms of informing um, parents about student Lexile, so go right. along with those report cards. Yes. And, and here in the library, we kind of try to synergize and do a tag team point of view in that students, we use that, I use that same data mm -hmm. um, that's, that's shared, um, the teachers put it in. Yes. And I color code it because it makes it easier for the students to find books on the shelf. So we make a win-win. I make a win-win at SSC, mm -hmm. whereas one book is on their Lexile mm -hmm. color. Some students might have one color. Some students might have two colors, and we actually have some students who have multiple colors. I love that you do that. And then mm -hmm. the other book is a free choice book. Anything they think they can handle, they get a chance to check out so they won't feel like, right. i got to get a book mm -hmm. on my color. So we, we kind of make a win-win by allowing them to, um, to do both of those things. In terms of the classroom, how quickly can teachers uh, use that assessment to, to gear where, where they're going? Or how do you think they best use the information when it's given to them? Well, once, it's, once the kids, you know, finish the test, teachers have the ability to go to the website and look at that student data. And the data is by individual student. You can see how your class performed as a whole, but you can even go and pull up the test and see what questions each student missed. Wow. And print it out. You can review it with that student. You can use those to create assessment items. It's just a lot of data for the reading inventory. Now, the math, it's a little different. Um, you still can get the test, but it doesn't give you a lot of specifics like the reading. And as we have a conversation about what state testing could possibly look like, um, are any of the assessments that we use used for our state testing, our pass and SC ready, or does pass and SC ready stand by itself? And that data we in turn use. Right. Um, it definitely stands by itself. The reading inventory and math inventory is something Berkeley County uses, whereas, you know, the SC Ready and the SC Pass is South Carolina um, data. Does that data help gear teachers as to whether a student might be retained or not? No. It comes too late. The results normally come late July, beginning of August. And by that time, it's really too late to determine if you're going to retain a student. True. But the teacher can use it to see, okay, these children in this group, uh, a lot of my students weren't successful at geometry. So I know from me planning next year, let me do some things differently when I'm teaching geometry. Because it breaks it down by percentages and categories. And our students do the inventory multiple times a year? Yes, four times. Four, four times mm -hmm. at the beginning, before Christmas? Yes, before Christmas or right after, and then March, April, and then May. Okay, so so there's multiple times for students um, to be tested, mm -hmm. and parents are informed about their growth or, or what areas that we might need to use those small group interventions yes. in order to give them some extra mm -hmm. support. And by getting that data, you can change your small groups. You can say, okay, this kid is now on grade level, so let me move him from the intervention group or her up, so, or somebody may need to be moved down. So it's just, it's usable data. And in most of our classes, um, our teachers do use small group rotation yes. where they're working with a, um, a couple of students on a particular skill mm -hmm. while the other students are working on other things. So that would also give them the ability to rearrange those yes. in-house groups as well. Definitely. Is there anything else our parents, our listeners, those folks who are out there um, would benefit from knowing 
about in, um, assessments, not inventory. Yes, assessments. I just want you guys to know if you're listening that please keep in mind that these are just simple form of assessments. Don't think because your child is not have does not have a certain Lexile that they're incapable of reading. It's just one measure. You know, it's just one measure. So if your child isn't there yet, continue to encourage them, continue to read books with them, and it probably will get better. And if it doesn't, you know what they are still capable of doing. That's just one measure. So don't take it to heart if a child is not where the papers say they should be. And, of course, if they have any questions, they'd be able to contact their teacher. Yes. I'm um, having a teacher-parent conference, mm -hmm. get some more information. If there's an area that they're not, they don't feel comfortable with, or right. maybe they just have some additional questions. Mm -hmm. All right, is there anything else you want to throw in the mix before we say goodbye? No, I think that's it. Well, thank you, Dr. Myers, for taking time out of your schedule to help our parents better understand what our assessments are and how we are able to use that data to provide our students with the extra support they need. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. Links to all of our shows can be found on our school Twitter and Facebook page. Episodes can be found on other platforms like Spotify. Search for St. Stephen Elementary Lighthouse Podcast or SSE Lighthouse Podcast. Leave a comment or make a request if you have a school-related question you would like for us to answer. St. Stephen Elementary is a leader in me lighthouse school where we follow the seven habits daily. Our school mission is enter to learn, depart to lead.